All right, y'all. Community Coalition Show. We back. We in this thing. Good, gang, gang. The crew, we here. K. Wilson, um, David 2K, Yindi. What's up, y'all? What Hello. up? I don't know. I feel like I'm going through it tonight. What's, how y'all doing, <laughs> man? We gang in here. That's what's up. That's what's up. We here. Yeah. We here. I feel like it's Monday and I already need a mental health day. Mm. Like Monday I night. Mean, those, are, those are necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to figure that out tomorrow. Like mm. somebody not going to see me tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we here. It's been a week um, already. Last week has been crazy. But I will say it's good to see you both. You know, it's good to see uh, you, bro. And it's good to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. We here. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess we're just going to get right to it. You know, right. Um. There's a lot going on. I just been seeing a lot of stuff with like conversations people have, you know. Um, and I'm gonna start with. Um, I know you guys got a chance to watch the um, the Nicki Minaj interview with Joe Button. Yeah, you watch it. You probably listen to it. However, whatever you know. Um, a lot of people are talking about it, and I think for the wrong reasons. You know, you know how I get down. I don't want to get caught up in like who she is and all that and the music stuff. Right. But I think she really did say some important things during this Absolutely. conversation, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I think if you just kind of look at it, I would just encourage anybody to watch it or listen to it. Um, right. If you take out, because I know how people feel about her, you know, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like rap, she's polarizing all that stuff. But like take mm-hmm. the person out of this interview. Right. And just listen to it from a conversation standpoint. Or mm-hmm. at least I would say, Take out everything you know about her and just know that she's an she's an artist and she's a person. I would just and go person. I would just go person. Mm-hmm. You know, even for yeah, for a lot of this conversation. Um, so to get into it, there's a couple things that she really said that kind of hit home, you know, um, that really made me think about it. And the first conversation she was talking talking about really went into like the power that of words mm-hmm. you know really like the things people say the people around us say certain things and how right they how really you say it. yeah how but you I, say it is really important i can say oh that's you and i can say oh that's you yeah like yeah, she mentioned the beginning. <laughs> what are you saying yandy i was saying she has said that in the beginning when she was talking about how uh when Wayne and Drake would bring all the girls to the studio or they would say something to her and they yes, didn't right. really know how insecure she was. Right. Yes. And I mean, long story short, I don't want to go too much in the interview, but pretty much that premise, what that conversation was, that kind of led to her getting her shots. Mm-hmm. Right. And she even said that, like, mm-hmm. because when they would go to the studio, she would see the pretty women there. She would see the women with the big butts. That's all the guys around her were talking about, you know? And she even said they kind of, you know, make little jokes and stuff here and there, you know? And then think about that young, impressionable, not even just take the artist out of it. Right. A young, impressionable person. Yeah. Who looks up to certain people, look up to these people. They supposed to be your big bros and all that stuff. And it's not that what they were doing was bad. It was just that there was a big influence. Mm-hmm. And so you see, you see that someone someone says oh so this is what you like like it it mess it will mess with your mind and it will like it'll influence you to like change who you are and change yeah. what you do yeah and i know we, we've had a show on like the power of influence and the impact of influence and all that stuff mm-hmm. but the words here too like like you see that you go in the studio you see okay I'm trying to be an artist. Right. I'm trying to be a rapper. This is what the rappers are doing. Or this is what the rappers are looking at. Yeah. This is what they think is popping. This is what they're saying is popping. Damn, I got to get like that. You know, I think that's one of those things that we don't we don't discuss enough in our culture. Right. Like this I, is what everybody's doing to get on. Yeah. And but the the sad thing is that you don't have to do that. Well, I mean, take take music out of it. Take the mechanism out of it, right? Okay. What do we do in our culture? We present something and say, oh, that's cool. That's what everybody's doing. That's hot right now. That's mm-hmm. the trend. 
And then what happens? People follow the trend. Yep. People go to it. Mm-hmm. You know, advertising, that's that's prime advertising. People notice they prey on it. Right. You know, and we speaking of preying on it, once they see that, once they see that people are like actually like influenced by it, like companies will come and say, Oh, that's what y'all like. Oh, let's take that and let's put this on a shirt. Let's put it on, let's put it in our commercials. Let's get this person and tell them to be in our commercial. And like, that's how they, that's kind of how like media operates. That's what yeah. she, said. she was talking about Fendi print. She was like, right. nobody rocking Fendi print anymore, but she put it in a song and everybody was like, look at me in my Fendi print. And then Fendi right. reached out there. Yeah. That is that is powerful. Mm-hmm. Think about the power in that that you have when you can say something and people will jump on it. Let me go do that. I used to say that about Beyonce. I was like, Beyonce can legit make a song about kicking babies and people will rock it. <laughs> not only will people will not only will people rock it, people will do it. Right. They will oh. go out and do it. That, 100%. That's, there's so much power in it. There's good, there's bad and all of that, you know, but like, think about, you know, responsibility along with that as well, too. Right. And I think that's what we have a lot in our culture, too, where it's like, we have a lot of power. People wield power, but are we really being responsible with that power, too? You Absolutely know? not. Like, Here's I mean... Why do people look up to rappers as a role model? Ooh. We shouldn't. We I shouldn't. Mean, <laughs> we do. When she it, said it, I was like, why would... Why? Why? Well, because, okay. I think I think it's layered. I think, you know, I think we talk about this too. Like, yeah. look at how our culture is structured. Mm-hmm. Where entertainers are really the most respected figures in our culture. Right. We've designed it that way. Yeah. You know, we don't, look, we don't look at the we don't look at the we don't look at the managers. We don't look at the people in the offices. We look at the people that the offices are managing. Mm. Well, yeah. But like. You know, how many how many prominent occupations do we hold to standard? How many black doctors we know? How many black doctors do we prop up? How many authoritative figures do you have? But I mean, like, yeah, how many, that's a how, good many point, though. how many does the culture acknowledge? Mm-hmm. You know, we still we still got a whole bunch of people that have problems with Obama, even outside of a presidency, even as a man. Yeah. You know, follow-up to that is could it be that <laughs> they're looking up to rappers and that's the life they want to live and say, Well, I want to be a rapper instead of a doctor, because they see. What they see is what rappers rap about, but they don't actually know what is really going on behind closed doors. Like they'll see rappers talk about getting money quick and all this, that, and the third. And they're like, I want that lifestyle. But little do they know that is not the life they live. And the sad thing is that they don't know that rappers had to, like they had to work on that to actually get to where they are now. Like, yeah, you could say that you want to be a rapper, but first of all, do you ha- can can you rap? Do you have a good flow? Do you have do you have a producer that can help you like get the beat? Do you have a place where you can get beats? Like there's there's layers to this shit. Well, I mean, yeah, and that's why I would say, like, even outside of that, we hold them to high esteem. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when you look on TV, who do you see when you watch? Any type of media, who do you see? Who you drives see, the culture? Right. You see Jay Z. And we you see. Yeah. Like, so right. of course, I think young people and personal people, because we've we've propped that up to be, hey, that's the dream. That's the dream. This is what this is what excellence looks like. This is what success looks like. This is what right. people are being told. This is what the people are being shown. So I think, of course, people naturally gravitate towards that. You know? You see Jay Z and Beyonce. But we don't see the Jay Z and Beyonce of like lawyers. 
We don't see the Jay-Z and Beyonce of CEOs. We don't see the Jay-Z and Beyonce of, like, just, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not trying to take away from Jay-Z or Beyonce. I'm no. trying to say that, like, there are Jay-Z and Beyonce's of, like, real estate. Well, the 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 pinnacles of their industry. That's what exactly. you don't see. I think it's yeah. the black pinnacles of that particular industry. Right. You know, because it's not popular. Right. You know, not, we don't not, talk about it. And not only is it not popular, they don't want us to see it. Well, uh, now we go into design. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's why. So, I mean, I think, yeah, for those reasons, I think all those reasons, you know, but they're, they're out there. Yeah. No one talks about no one talks about the other black billionaires that are out there. There are other black billionaires. Right. You There's know, but you only hear about the rappers, right. the entertainers that have attained their billions, you know. Right. But we don't talk about them. And, and I think that's that's black astronauts, black physicists. Right. Y'all don't know who made Jameson is. Oh my gosh, right. A lot of people didn't know who she was. Yeah, we had to, we went through all that. Like, yo, from the I'm first. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, I remember learning about that in middle school, and that has never left my mind. Like, she's been to space. Mm-hmm. That's so, that's the first Black person in space. Yep. I didn't learn about her in school at all. My parents actually forced me to write a book report on her. <laughs> so that's how I learned about her. But a mm-hmm. lot of people didn't because they didn't talk about her in school. Like people still to this day right. don't know about her. Right. And it's insane that people don't know about her. Yeah. Like I, I literally remember reading about her and being like, Wait, hold on, black people can go to space? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and look at every industry now for that. Like the heading, the head astrophysicist in their field is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Heck yeah, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. That is and, my and, 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 I actually didn't. But why don't we hold him up to the same esteem that we would hold up like a Stephen Hawking or somebody? You know, like he gets Everybody a lot of press to- and stuff, but like he I feel like he had to really force fight for that, you know? Right. Everybody uh, knows who get, Stephen Hawking is. Does yeah. he get it in the black community or more so the white community? Good question. And and honestly, mm. this is just my opinion. I would say the white community. I'm pretty sure if you put his face up in a lot of black communities, put his face up with no name, would they know who he is? Right. You know, like that's he's crazy. Not, he's not black famous. Even the guy that he does the podcast with, um, I cannot think of his name, but he hosts Brain Games. It's like a, it's now on Disney Plus. Oh but yeah, his name, but it's the other black guy. They have a whole podcast together. Listen right. to it, I love it. Right, but exactly that's what we're saying. Like, we should know his name. Like, he should be yeah. right there with Neil deGrasse Tyson. But well, even- I think because he's not at the level of Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's Tyson. That's why um, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but, but I, mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, through all of that, you know, academia isn't you know, is it promoted? It isn't propped up. Right. We don't celebrate a lot of these things, you know. So I think that goes back to here we are with the rappers, with the entertainers, and we're even having a conversation about. You know, discussion, Nicki Minaj, you know, and I don't think the comic, like I, I don't think the conversation is bad, but this is what we're getting. No one, I, I'm searching, you know, you got to find conversations with prominent black people, you know, like, why doesn't anyone know about Neil's um, DeGrasse Tyson podcast? Like, so, I didn't know about it. So here we are, you know, um, so we're going to, I'm trying to extract, that's what I said, like the stuff she was saying, though, I got to give her credit, you know, because now to me, it's like, it's kind of kind of rare that you get an entertainment and an entertainer in that space right be candid about life stuff you know and to come to off as trying to be genuine right to just be open about anything and everything yeah so you know that's why i said take what she said so that was the first thing i got like right she really let, was me, talking about- let me say this as a non-nikki fan i actually really loved this conversation because it led her 
be able to not only just talk about certain topics, but it allowed her to process things and give it in a way that she can be happy with. And that really mm-hmm. resonated with me. Okay. There's one thing that I just have to say that irks my soul about her. She never will give props to Kim, like never. <laughs> but she talks about how we shouldn't hate on each other. Right. So give props to the person who truly inspires you. Because I do not believe it was Foxy. It definitely was Kim. Come on, sis. <laughs> I mean, I feel like she kind of did, but like at the same time, she kind of didn't. Like, I see what you're saying, too. Like, respect her. Respect her. Right. Please. Like, like he wouldn't, he didn't exactly say that, uh, that Lil' Kim influenced her. Right. Like, she's like, I've been doing pink hair. Girl, Kim was doing pink hair before you. Thank you. You know, I'm a Lil' Kim fan. Period. I am too. Back to the topic, though. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't really want to make this podcast about them, because I don't really care about them in the artist space. Um, But I think for our podcast, our show, talking about culture, like, but even, even what she was trying to say in terms of, like, acknowledging other people, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I think I was saying, I think if we did more of that as a culture, we we would begin to see and showcase other people in these spaces, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, okay, even if we don't do it 100%, she then doesn't do 100%. I right. think we need to start somewhere. Right. And the problem... And I want to say, I think uh, Joe asked really good questions. He because did, I love seeing Joe Biden's like this. Right. And the thing is, like, when, when you go to a radio station... People don't ask questions like that. People don't ask like, so how's your mental health doing? Like how, how's your home life? How, how are the people around you? Like, they don't ask you that. They ask you, oh, so what's coming next? Oh, uh, are you fucking this person or fucking this person? Like, they don't ask you good. I, yeah, pretty much. They don't ask you good questions. They ask you questions to like, get you to like trail off. I think it was dope because he's an artist himself. So right. he kind of like knew exactly what to ask. I will say one thing I did also like that she mentioned, but she talks about how uh, that black rappers, like the rap culture is mm-hmm. vilified. Like they right. always look at rappers as the bad guy, but mm-hmm. embrace, but they'll embrace like she was saying like Bruce Willis. And she's like, you know, we can't help where we came from and what we had to do to survive where we needed to survive. But I like how she did mention a lot how, um, you know, why can't Black artists be held on the same level as white artists? Because that's true. Yeah. Like with, especially with influence, like she said that how... Uh, she was wearing different wigs and like, or sorry, she had different colored hair and like then Billy and Billie Eilish came in with different colored hair and they were, and everybody like grabbed onto her, but they wouldn't grab onto what, uh, what Nikki was doing. I think that was very, that was a very like interesting, it was interesting the way she explained it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we know that. Yeah. But I think going back to like the vilification of rappers and stuff, yeah, because it's another measure to keep them at bay. Right. Like mm-hmm. you can keep you can keep you can control that. Right. You know? So again, like I can justify not doing XYZ if you have a track record, if you if you in trouble, if you do that, if you have a negative image, I can right. control you as an industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I can prevent you from reaching certain levels, real levels. Right. And you know, I, I think at that point, I I like what came into my mind was that all they want to do is punch it down. Like if, oh, you're starting to get some, you're starting to get some press. Okay. No, you're not allowed to do that. And you know what? Not only are you not allowed to do that, I'm going to put this person that's totally, that's all the way down here up where you, where up past where you are 
And I'm going, even though you're doing exactly, not only are you doing exactly what they're doing, we're going to do everything that you're doing with her. You know, it reminds me of this TikTok, what you just said. And listening to what Nikki said about the hair. It reminds me of this TikTok video where the girl was talking about dreads. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, it was a white girl, basically educating white people on what the issue black people have when white people wear dreadlocks. And she's like, the fight that black people have to fight to even wear their natural hair but yet when white people wear dreads they are celebrated like oh right. you're trying something different you're trendy mm-hmm. oh i mean outside that point take a look at i mean through all of the success we think entertainers have they're still bound in a system and a culture that's not run by black people. This is true. So, absolutely, true engine, as they always call them. So, right. these are these to me. They're measures. They're tools to keep them. Like I said, keep them down. So, if I, not, you know, I think that's keep them down, but like punch down. And Joe did mention that too when he was saying to. To Nikki's fans, like it's not you who is not making her album sales high. It's not you who's stopping her from winning these awards. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like, that, and that's what this is what happens with black culture. Yeah. They take our ideas, they take the good things about our culture, they extract them, and then they place them over there where they market and they advertise it. Like I said, the hair thing. Right. So we you see what you're going. We're going to take that part of the culture. You can keep everything else over there, though. But we can put that over here. You know, patent on blackness conversations. That goes back to it exactly. Because, because, like I said, if they can control it, they can control what comes and what goes. You know, so like I said, I think it's advantageous to them to keep us as villains. Right. Mm. Because, because again, oh, I can. I want what you have. Like I want what you do. I don't want you. You. Right. And I think that's what a lot of this is too. Like, you know, we just want your skill set. Right. Shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. We just want you, you know, go rap. But we want you, what you do. We want what you do, but we don't want you. Yeah. So once you start coming up, now nah, you a villain. Now nah, you're not good. You bad news. We don't want you got trouble. You do X, Y, Z. Right. Keep you down. Mm-hmm. Keep you down, yo. Do you remember? Have you have you guys seen the first? Uh, it's it's an episode in the first uh, season of Atlanta, to where someone tells P- Paperboy, keep like play the villain, because mm-hmm. that's who you're being depicted as right now. Well, because that's that's what it is, and a lot of people see value in that, not understanding right. that you're really damaging culture. Right. So they're going to pay you to be the villain. They'll right. prop you up to be the villain. You can, you can do that. Cool. Because it fits the narrative. Right. And not only that, they get to they get to control that and say, oh, so we're, we can't pay. We can't uh, put you on this tour because we've heard about your previous uh, your previous uh, endeavors and. We've heard things, so we're not going to put you on this tour because it's too dangerous and you're going to fuck up the money. Mm. Yeah, but I think, I mean, we aid that too. Right. Like, we can also call it what it is. Like, mm-hmm. we, we can come up and don't have to continually stay in the same situations either. Right. You know, we do have some limits of what we can do in these situations. We have some control over some of this. You know, when no one wants to say that either, you know, like you start. Okay. I'm not going, I'm not going to go there. That's a whole other show for a different part. But, you know, I think going back to what she was saying, I think those are valid points. And I think that's what she was trying to get across to everyone. Like, you know, she, people were saying, Oh, she just like, I gotta be the first. I was the best. No, that wasn't really bragging. It was trying to make examples of how they do this, you know, so the way she, the way she moved is very important. She did say that too. She was like, every time you, when black people 
in our own community, when we talk about all of the things that we've achieved and accomplished, we always look at each other as, oh, you're bragging about it. Right. And like I was saying, I say this before, sometimes you just, you gotta, you have to find ways to let people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, you gotta, sometimes you gotta talk to your shit. Yeah. But I mean, like we as a culture pick and choose when we allow that to, and that's what I don't like because we'll applaud a person for doing something like going on vacation. But when it comes to a measure of success, we won't applaud each other for that. That's why, yeah. Look at look at go on social media right now. You see, oh, I'm doing this. I'm here, and everybody thousand likes. Right. But let somebody say, "Hey, I've accomplished a goal," and I've been working on this goal for a long time. Time, and I've been putting money, work, tears, blood, sweat, all this into this and and. And I just want to celebrate it. Right. And that's unpopular. Right. And not that's, only do I want to celebrate it, I want to celebrate it with you guys. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's unpopular. Why is that unpopular? You know, because it's, like, it's seen as, oh, so you think you're better than me? Oh, so you think I can't do that? It is. It it's is hate. Because I never, I never looked at people like that. That's successful. Yeah. I never be like, why are you bragging? I be right. like, talk your shit. Right. You don't know what that person went through to get to that point. Right. But and this is why I it's 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 one of the downfalls to me of social media and stuff. But even before social media, we had the naysayers. You know, there there are real like haters out there. You know, not the fake ones, the real ones. You know. But it is a sign. I think it is a sign of some people's insecurities. Right. You know, so stuck on social media too. It is so crazy that a lot of people judge me because I don't post enough on social media. But I don't feel like I have to share everything. Like when I went on vacation, like I'm sorry I didn't post any pictures. I was truly enjoying the moment. Right, and you're allowed. You should be allowed to do that. Exactly. Maybe more people should unplug. And right. enjoy the moment. Mm. I, think one of, I think that's one of the biggest issues. Like, we've let this facade, we've created this whole culture around social media, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you living in The Sims or Grand Theft Auto, depending on how you look at it. Like, right. we, okay, might well, <laughs> we might as well be living in Grand Theft Auto online, for real. Like, how people are <laughs> right. ruthless out this joint. Like, Right. But we we've created this whole space where it's like whatever. And and right. it's it's not real. And if you don't conform to that, then something's wrong with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with you because you didn't take pictures. Right. Yeah, you like can't pic- even it didn't happen. Right. Some jobs, some jobs even look at how many followers you have on social media. Talent agencies look at how many followers. It's like, what happened to the hard work that I put in to get here? (laughs) Right. Or the talent. You care about what I post on social media? Yeah. It's funny you say that. Like, side note. I was going through, because I had to create um, a press kit recently. Mm. And so I'm going through designs. I'm talking to people. having people send me designs and stuff. Because I'm like, I'm not creating this from scratch. Let me see what other people do. I need to see a template. And every template I got it was one of the biggest parts of that. Who, where's your social media follow? How many followers? It's in the templates. Right. I'm like, so people people really hold value to that. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, it's sad. Because... One, it's not real because I can lie about my followers too. Right. I can There's buy services I can buy. Like, <laughs> and you're going to tell me that's a real, so like I look at companies now. So companies, Mm-hmm. You really make business decisions and place value on social media following, which may not be true mm-hmm. and damn sure isn't accurate. But think about how that is. There's money exchanged, there's business being done on that fact, on that stat. Right. Industry is drive, driven on that stat. 
that probably isn't real and we all know it isn't real. Right. That's scary to me. It's so wild that now you can't even trust reviews no more. No. Because, you know, people will send this stuff to influencers and say, okay, well, you got to say all of this stuff about our product. And you're like, this hair is trash. But y'all say this stuff is good. You right. can't even trust reviews anymore. Right. Yeah, you can't. We all get we all get those now. Let's just keep it a thousand. My friend selling something, somebody doing something. What they say, oh, please write a review for me. Please put a review out for me. Like, we manufacture that, too. So we really have a whole culture based on these things that aren't real. That is mind-boggling to me. So when when do we value reality? When do yeah. we value being genuine? Reality isn't real anymore. We, we like genuine isn't genuine anymore. Yeah. Mm-mm. We're in the Matrix. We're, in, we're, we're really living in Grand Theft Auto a lot. Right. I'm convinced. Like, yeah. I'm also, you know, this just we we have scammers, we have people stealing out here, we have like we have people just living off other people. Mm-hmm. It's a whole simulation. But I mean, like, it's not like damn, it didn't even take that long. That's the that's the real that's the real crazy part. It ain't take that long for us mm-hmm. to get here, yo. Right. You gotta watch Ingrid Goes West. <laughs> Ooh, you that's seen a good it? Yeah, no. I've yeah. seen, I've seen, I've seen a little bit of it. <laughs> because that reminds me of Ingrid Goes West. She was so obsessed with that girl on social media. Mm-hmm. She followed her to California. She's crazy. <laughs> and literally follow her. <laughs> yeah, she literally so followed her. When. Uh, so when do like we live it, life? It's crazy because we went from being literal stalkers to just being internet stalkers. We're, we're, yeah. we're voluntarily. When do we live life? Ain't no living life. And this, we've, this got, is, we've got to be in the metaverse. I want to go to the metaverse. I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure if I want to yet. I I don't know. I seen some. Um, it's like a few. Uh, yeah. It's like this black group. They are a bunch of entrepreneurs in there trying to start some stuff, real estate agent. It's going to be like Clubhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Clubhouse Junior, yo. I can't. Oh, my goodness. They went to, so they, they all, they're all from D.C. And they went to like this um, bar that plays go-go music. And they was really in the metaverse rocking. And I'm just like, yo, this is where we are now. (laughs) Like something like that. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I think there's a place for that for people if we understand that okay that's just a game right it is escapism like I think there's value in that but I think the problem is when people really that's their life y'all know that Netflix show oh my god what is it called Black Mirror yeah <laughs> reminds me of Black Mirror yeah there's a, there's stuff out there now for that like <laughs> yeah but the I, VR goggles like. That's kind of poison. Like, I understand the <laughs> greatness in it, but also, like, I don't want that to be, I don't want that to become my whole life. Like, right. I still want to, I still yeah. want to go out and meet people. Like, that's one thing I actually love about life. I love meeting people. But mm-hmm. also, at the same time, people don't know how to have conversations. Well, I, think this, I think this is part of it, though. The more and more we disconnect from each other, the harder it is to build relationships, to interact, right? Because we're not used to being around each other anymore. Well, you know? We've been on punishment. <laughs> been on lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we had we have to find a way to, to be creative now. I think that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. it okay, it has it's a little harder too, but this is where human creativity comes in. How can we still make this happen? How can we still figure out ways to do it? And the funny thing is, I see a lot of people still make ways, even during the pandemic. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes they were risking it all, but, you know. Right. We still make a way sometimes. And I I think we just have to do that. Like, we can't lose sight of reality. Right. Mm. Especially, and I'm going to give this example. You You can match with a girl on Tinder, and you can have a great time with her. 
like just having a conversation right (laughs) but eventually you're gonna have to meet up with her in person and actually speak to her and you can't speak the way you were to her like you were online we actually have to have a conversation i think it even goes beyond conversation you actually have to get yourself together make an appearance Mm. Like attend to your body, hygiene, look, right, mannerisms, nonverbal mm-hmm. communication. Talk like, about it. We have to get through all of that. And that's the thing I'm seeing now. Like everybody's so used to being in the house. Now we all look sloppy and, and, and frumpy. When you leave this house, you still gotta get your shit together. Right. Like the whole package of a human being has to be there. Mm-hmm. You know? So like we go to meet somebody, like, and I think I, people, like I said, still so used to sitting behind a computer sitting behind a phone, like everything has to line up. Right. And then and then people wondering why they can't find nobody. Because you look good on you look good on paper, but you don't look good as a person. I mean I be trying. <laughs> but I'm you know what I'm saying. Like like you have to speak to someone. But only- you have to you have to you have to maintain I don't want to say you have to maintain an image, but you have to how do I want to say that? No, not so much an image, but you have to maintain yourself. Right. And then not only that, like, you have to be interesting. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. be someone that someone else is going to want to be around. Right. You have to be, yeah. You have to be appealing. Not appealing. Just, That's not, the right word. Not just physically, but mentally as well. Right. Intellectually. That's why I, I say everything has to line up. Like, okay, looks ain't going to do it for most people. Not anymore. Everybody manufacturing looks. You can you can find somebody to look good. Like sorry, everybody can anybody can look good. Let's keep it let's keep it a thousand. But who are you as a person still matters in this world. And I think a lot of people have gotten by with just one trait, one quality. Like we were just talking about a couple minutes, like a while ago. You can have a bag, especially most as a man. Men have figured out if I get a bag, somebody gonna like me. If I if I have money, or even if I look like I have money, somebody's gonna like me. Because that's what culture dictates, right? Right. Women have figured out if I'm pretty, I got a big butt, look good, somebody gonna like me. Right. But then the problem is the relationships don't sustain once you get past that one trait. Right. Men, okay, like, you got a bag, so what? What does that mean? You're you're a creep, you're a jerk, you're an asshole. They ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. Women. But I always one thing I always say is that oh sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say women, same thing, like you may look good. But if you're shallow, if you're self-centered, if you don't bring anything else, like if you can't do anything, you're not a compatible person, like, and you think that's going to last? No. Once you get past the honeymoon phase in a relationship, it's going to die. You'll be surprised. I know, but then how long, like, how long did that last? A lot of people choose that, though, all because they look good. They'll choose that shallow ass thinking where they they don't have nothing in common with the person it should be mad bored and then, boring, and, then, and then they they stick with them and then what happens they not happy hey that's the life you chose i know but that's the yeah. problem you chose long false pretenses like right that's what we're talking about so it's like we're not thinking long term yeah anybody could be six feet any dude could be six feet but who's gonna treat you the way you should be treated? Yeah, can you be a husband or wife? Can you be a father or a mother? Can you, can be, you a be a good, a good person? person? <laughs> <laughs> like, and so can you again, hold it down? Like, can you? So that's what I'm saying. So, like, we we live on these, and that's part of the problem. Like, we're going on the initial. The first the first thing and it's not sustainable but then i gotta have conversation with brothers man i don't even know why man i don't even know no you know the problem is you didn't take the time and effort to put into it to figure it out right and that's why i think that's why today in this certain moment that tinder is Sorry. or i should say dating apps should be our shit because you can like i said you could look good on paper you could talk you can talk a good game but you gotta eventually meet up in person 
and well, actually entertain that person. Well, that's why I'm going to say this. Let me say this. People going to get mad. Dating apps weren't supposed to be the end-all, be-all. They mm-hmm. weren't. Dating apps were just supposed to get you in your foot in the door. Right. You know, I got to get proximity to you somehow. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't supposed to be I'm basing my whole relationship on what I see online. That's not what it was supposed to be. And even if you go back to the early days of some of those things, like like the ones who try to be elaborate, like Match.com and all of those, we have this whole system set up to be able to find this, but you still got to take it from there. It's almost like it's almost like you putting your man on. Like David, for example, if we go meet a girl and I'm putting you on, eventually I'm walking away. Right. You got to take it from here. It's on and you. Now fam. I'm on and now I'm on my own and I have to I have to be charming. I have to be charismatic. I have to be like I have to be relatable. I have to I have to establish myself as a person. Yeah, as someone you, somebody would want to date and be with. So right. all that that's the dating app. The dating app is just I'm gonna put you on, fam. And then right. after that, I gotta go. And if you can't do that, you are bullshitting. And but this is what happens. So I think I think we put too much value on that part. Right. You know, we do. Like again, I think that that goes back to the whole we've created this whole false reality man it's vast it's elaborate yo mm-hmm. think about everything we do now is is in this false reality it's in the matrix right and then when you have people unplug from the matrix they're weird yeah uh, i don't know it's a lot Ooh, real quick so i was on tinder for a very long time and at one point, I was, I literally was just throwing shit up to the wall to see what would stick. <laughs> like, just to see, like, what would get girls to actually match. Like, I would have no profile. I would have two pic. I would have maybe two pictures, and I would have no bio. Or I would have a bio and no pictures. Or I would have five pictures and no bio. Like, there's... <laughs> This this shit is literally like how do I say it? It's I mean, I don't want to say it's a numbers game, but like it's a numbers game. Well, that's how a lot of people look at it. I've heard that before. Yeah. Even before even before social media and dating apps, a lot of guys used to say that anyway. Like if I highlight 10 girls, one girl gonna say yes. That's a numbers game. You said that to me today. <laughs> and that's how a lot of men view it. They let me holla, 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 holla. And then 10 of them, somebody right. might say yes. So I'm going to just, it's volume. Right. So that's and why when you see guys running down the street and they hollering to every girl. Right. Okay. No, 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 no. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Okay. That's right. how they view it. At one point, I was swiping right on everybody just to see. I would run out the swipes. Yeah. Like days on end just to see what would stick. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, it made me shallow. It made me hella shallow. <laughs> See? Because it wasn't about the quality of the person. Right. It was just about getting a like, you know? Right. No, it was, well, yeah. And it was just about, it wasn't about the person. It was just about getting a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not healthy in itself either. It's not. It you know? really isn't. Yeah. So that, that's, all, that's, that's all we got there. That's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. Or it's just a terrible thing to look for. Yeah. All right. Look for quality, Listen. not quantity. Yeah. Quality over quantity. That's it. Yeah. Let's keep it going. We got any Bobs and Cares? Yeah, we got a few. All right. All right. Let's start with. Uh, <laughs> Florida man. No, you have God. a Florida man. <laughs> of course. Florida man calls the police to test his meth to oh. see if it's good, to see if it's real. I want to, okay, okay. And I want to say something to this because I have two thoughts on it. One, there's fentanyl is everywhere right now. And 
if I was doing drugs, I don't want to die. I just want to feel something. You know what I mean? So I understand that part of it. But at the same time, meth is not the legalist drug. <laughs> David, David, David. I'm I'm trying to play. You know what I'm trying. There to is play. there is no devil's advocate on this one. <laughs> there really isn't. But I'm trying. Nah, I'm trying to- I, there's no shooting. There's no shooting bell. There's nothing here for that. There really isn't. But this man I, called the cops. Think of, no, no, no. Think of like, he called the cops to test his meth. First right. of all, if you're smoking meth, I feel like that's a take it at your own risk kind of drug. Like, yeah, no one has their own side tester for that. Like. No, how many meth there's, addicts you know walk around like yo? I don't know about this one. No, sorry. There's no diamond tester for. But then you called the cops. So were you already <laughs> on meth? Were you already high when you made that call? Like, there's so many things wrong. There's there's nothing excusable that. Go ahead, dog. You might as well say you might as well just walk to the police station and said, "Lock me up, fam." Right. Like, I'm sorry. There's no bail here. I. I... Hey, the key word was Florida man. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly that part. That part. So nah. Um. Any 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 more any more bobs? We got on bobs. Yeah. Uh, like, we yeah. have a bob that we have a bob in school that in high school I think that threw cotton at a student at a black student and hit him with his belt. I did see that. I did. See and. That. First of all, I saw that he was about to get a, his ass beat, but also I really hope he got his ass beat, and I shouldn't say that. There's consequences to certain things you do. He didn't so, get those consequences, though. I mean, not maybe not from the authority. Right. You know, but my thing is, I didn't see, I, I saw the video, I didn't watch this video. Those, those things kind of triggered me a little bit. So... You know what? We we know we know there's people out there that still do this. Yeah, it didn't surprise me. Does it? Does it piss you off? Yeah, but um, I guess let me use my platform responsibly and say he should have got his ass whipped. How about that? Nah, ain't no responsible platforming. Nah, I'm sorry, and, and I say it. If that happened to one of my kids, and my kids beat him down. Yep. I'm going to bat for my child. Not only that, I'm a I'm a justify what my child did. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna talk like, but no, I'm just I'm, I'm going to bat for my child on that one. That shouldn't be allowed. That shouldn't be allowed. Sorry. Bring Not it to me. That, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm charging. I'm I'm doing the hate crime. That that's what I'm saying. Time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to bat for my child on that one. Mm-hmm. And, and any other child that's a victim to that. Nah, they ain't flying. There's no... First of all, think about that. That is premeditated in a motherfucker. Absolutely. That's not something you just randomly do. That's not a fight. That's not like we just squared up real quick. That is... I had to literally think and plan this out. Right. Which means that's rooted somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. nah, Sorry. You you deserve to get smacked up on that one, at least, at the very least. At the very least. Yeah. 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 Uh, Let's talk about the filmmaking Karen that downplayed the Williams sisters' experience. Oh, yeah. Mm. Of course. What'd she Mm. say? Oh, I don't have the actual... I should have gotten the actual quote, but I, I... And I don't have it, but... She had this quote that that literally downplayed everything that the Williams sisters have done. Like she said that they don't have to fight against they don't have to play against men and or they don't have to go up against men and like she does. And which is which I don't really understand why she said that, because because she's strong. See, she's. Doing anything she can to try to find any type of excuse, right? To downplay that's, that's hate. That's hate. That's all. That's hate. But yeah, that the audacity. Like, but I would have walk, walked up there and 
Like I would have pulled a, I would have pulled a Kanye. Like, hey, I know you won this, but everything you're saying right now that's bullshit because well, you don't know. Well, that's not what Kanye, what Kanye did, but like at the same time, like I I gotta grab the mic and I gotta be like, hey, everything you're saying right now is bullshit, and well, you're not living is, my life. The thing is, we know it's bullshit, right? Right. But this is what they do. Mm-hmm. And this 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 goes back to what we were saying earlier about like trying to make us the villain, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna downplay you mm-hmm. to keep you there. Right. So if it doesn't look like your comp- your accomplishments were that great, I can brush you off to the side. You know, first of all, that lady's not qualified to speak on anything they did. Your film director, they played tennis. Shut the hell up. That's that's the first thing to say. You're not qualified. So who cares what she thinks? You know, we know it, we know what they do, but that's why again, and I'm not looking this. for validation from her. Right. And you know what the sad thing is? She won and then she wanted to punch down. Well, it was a white she woman that won the award, right? Yeah. Yeah, we know why. Because again, they 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 love us so much. That they find any little opportunity to come at us. Like, that's why, again, I go back to the conversation, the power of words. We have to prop ourselves up. We have to celebrate ourselves because we see what they're doing. We see what time they're on. Mm-hmm. Any advantage they're going to use it to try to swing, to, like, to come at us. A film director is talking about what tennis professionals did. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. So, yeah. Get them out of here. All right. One more. You're out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Honestly. But uh, last one. Minority leader and Senate Republicans block extension of free lunch waivers in Kentucky. Of course, because it's Kentucky. Yeah. The funny, the funny thing is Kentucky. I don't have time right now. I would love to pull up the data on who's actually on free lunch in, in, in Kentucky. I would actually love to see. I would put money that is probably more white students on free lunch. Right. Just like people don't know, especially in Midwest states, a lot more white people on welfare than black people. Right. We we'll pull that data up. But it's perception here. Right. And also, too, they don't care about their own. Right. All they my care thing, about is the money. My thing is, why would you take? You're literally taking food out of people's mouths because they don't care. We think they care. They don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. They're gonna pull that money, use it for something else that they want to. They do not care. They don't care. We operate on the premise that politicians and people care about the people below them. They don't. And the sad thing is they're not going to take that money and do it and put it somewhere else. They're going to take that money and put it in their own pockets. Well, they're going to they're find a way. It's going to find a way to get to their pockets, right? Right. Through some program, some initiative that they probably funded and they got special interest in and all this stuff. Eventually it gets there. Mm-hmm. But right. this is yeah, this is part of what they do. Right. And that's why I say like, oh man, I wish uh, I don't have time, but I would love to pull up the numbers for how many white students are on free lunch in Kentucky. Yeah, and I would put money. Like I said, everyone's up in arms about oh, it's a black kid. I don't, I don't think so. But that just goes to show that they don't care about anything else other than money. At the end of the day, they don't. They'll do their own dirty to get that dollar, right? Or they'll do their own dirty just so that the minority can't do anything about it. That too. Yeah, I mean. Any way they gonna do it, they any way they have to do it, they feel like they gotta do it. They gonna get their money, right? They they gonna yeah. So that's crazy. When I first saw that, people up in arms were like, "It's Kentucky. What do we expect?" Yeah. <laughs> like Kentucky to me is almost as bad as Florida. Mm-hmm. And then and then you get down into Texas too. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's nasty. They nasty man. It ain't right. It ain't right. So I think that's all we got. Um, you got any black businesses? Any got any black businesses? What you got? 
the black business of the day is visionary events. The Instagram page is hold on, I don't want to spell it wrong. Vision, you know, vision, V I S I O N A R I events with capital A R I events. Base events. Okay, back. Came up. No, I I. Oh, sorry. I was on some other stuff. What do they What do they do? Visionary events. Okay, it's an Atlanta-based event planning company offering creative solutions for bold, beautiful, and memorable experiences. You should check out her work. It is really dope. If anybody's in the Atlanta area, holler. Okay, that's what's up. Seeing like they hold it down the event space and stuff like that. Cool. Mm-hmm. And oh, the, sorry, speaking or sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of Atlanta, we have one more Karen. Uh, so a lady forgot her uh, key fob and she oh. needed to get into the building. And a Karen tried to berate someone from trying to get into their apartment. Or trying yeah. to get into the building, I should say. Well, she didn't even berate her. She blocked her path first. You know, yeah. trying to get into like the little garage. You know, you gotta like, go through the, like the little keychain, like open up mm-hmm. stuff. She blocked right. her path. She tried to approach you. She called the cops, of course. So right. the girl recording, you know, she tried to approach her. Said, "Back up, back up. I have a gun." Yeah. So then, of course, Karen goes into Karen mode, trying to say that she was gonna try, like she felt dangerous. Stuff. Then Karen tried to approach her car and attack her. That was on the video mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So, if you're scared, why would you approach the, the car? Oh, I think this is a common thing we're starting to see. Mm-hmm. They lash out when they don't get their way. Right. And, like, we've seen that time and time again where they know they're in a bad spot. Yep. They're getting recorded. they looking bad. And what do they do? The only thing they know how to do is to lash out try to attack. Right. And that's what's been happening. We see that now. Like I said, there's a formula to this. Mm-hmm. They try to snitch. They try to get us in trouble. They try to lie, and then when all those things are exhausted, what do they do? They try to attack. And then if you if you give them the pow pow and bop them beside the head, then they try to play victim on that. Yep. So again, that's why we have to continue to record this stuff. Absolutely. Like, I hate to say it, but if you see something about to go down, pull your phone out. Right. Pull your phone out. We have to. We have to record these things. They have to keep getting exposed. Eventually, if something's going to happen. These people got to keep losing their jobs. They got to keep getting locked up, losing their money, their livelihood, something. Right. Until until they start seeing, nah, this ain't this ain't what it's going to be anymore. Right. We got to start coming at them. So, yeah. and I'm yeah. a person that doesn't like guns or anything around it, and I'm not mad at her for having a gun because that's what I mean. Literally, that's what people have to do now well, because it's like, Atlanta. Like, you know, Georgia, they can carry. Right. But even if they, they, even if she didn't have a gun, she just said it. She's trying to back her up, trying to protect herself. Right. You know? Right. Um, but I think the first thing, like I said, she pulled her phone and started recording this stuff. Mm-hmm. I just feel like people don't believe you unless you have to show them, which is how crazy it really is out here. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think either you, how you feel about guns, they, I think it's really just about, like, the evidence, the proof. Right. You know, um, yeah. So I think that's all we got. I know we get late on time. Um, you know, yeah. you, you, don't have a, um, you said what? Say it again. The, uh, <clears throat> the person for the community. Oh, um, honestly, I've been on on the go. I don't even have one right now. I don't have one this week. Yeah, um, I don't either. I just. Oh, actually, let me. Okay, so my my cousin, he, ha- or sorry, yeah, my cousin, he has a company called Comba Entertainment, or International. He, sh- he has apparel, he does, he does a lot of media stuff, Comba International, that's their uh, Instagram, please check them out, they have shirts, they have apparel, please check them out, they have really good stuff, Comba okay. International. Okay. They're on Instagram. All right. Shouts to Joshua. All right. It's a little bro right there. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. It's getting late. 
Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what we brought to you by the Black Squirrel Media Network. Um, I ain't got sure. too much on that tonight. Just check us out, blacksquirrelmedia.com. Check out everything that's going on there. Y'all know what time it is. Um, and until then, we're going to be rocking until next week. Be safe out there. You know, protect yourself. Um, and enjoy reality. I think that's the one thing we're going to get across here. Absolutely. You know, get out. Get Go get some sunlight. You know, go get some water. Go interact. Right. But go get some, go get some food. Go go <laughs> enjoy reality. Mm-hmm. Unplug. Put the damn phone down or something down for a second. Do that. The weather's starting to break a little bit, so you know most people you can probably be able to get outside, even if it's for a couple minutes. Just do that, y'all. And until next week, we out. Peace. Peace. Black Squirrel Media Network. Come to Black Squirrel.